Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, everyone. Welcome back to Tech Talks. I'm one of your hosts, Isan, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Laika. And we also have a special guest today, uh, my homie from LA, Kalsar <laughs> Ramad. You want to say what's up, Kalsar? What's good, everyone? Um, thank you guys for inviting me. Um, I'm really happy to be on this uh, podcast right now. And uh, for those who don't know me, I'm Kalsar Ramad. I currently work with uh, IMSA's operations department. And I'm currently from LA and I'm studying at a UCR, fourth year major at a public policy in the concentration of health. Yeah, son. Um, Hi, thanks, man. Um, I guess before we dive in to, you know, the meat, the bones, how's everyone doing? I know for me, it's been a while since I've been on the podcast and I've missed everyone here. Kind of what era is everyone in right now? Like, what's the 411? What are y'all, what are y'all doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've been on the podcast too, but I would say that or I would like to think that I'm in my adult era now, kind of a lot. I'm also going to enter my fourth year of college and it's, Senior. I'm entering my adult era, I think. Ooh. I know. I know. How do you feel about that? Um, pretty good, actually. It's sometimes a little stressed, but it's, it's pretty good. Okay, that's good. How was your, you also went to Indo, also went to Japan. Yeah, yeah, alhamdulillah, like I had a really good time. And actually, after being in Indo after so long, I have a lot of thoughts about this, today's episode. So this is good. This is good. Uh, Sounds like it came at the right time. It did. It did. It did. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah for everything. All right, what about you, Kautzar? I think I'm similar with like, actually, since I'm going to my fourth year. I don't know. Um, I'm currently... I'm just lazy now. I don't know why. It's uh, maybe because it's, it's the summer break and I'm not literally going anywhere. You know, I've been at home for the last two months and I don't start school till like September, late September. So like I have a long pretty summer break. Late um, September? Oh my yeah. gosh. Like September 28th. It's like literally first of October is when we oh, start you again. you have so much time. I know. Yeah, um, you know, you deserve I, to be in your lazy era. Is that what you called it? I'm sorry. It, but it's not even good either, you know? It's kind of... um. I'm just doing nothing, you know. But think about start it. after this year, we're never gonna have a summer break again. Exactly. Enjoy it, man. That's true. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. <sighs> That's very true. That's very... I didn't think about that. That's actually yeah. Wow. Um. Oof. But the thing is, I feel like I should do more. I feel like I'm not doing. I'm not. I'm just staying okay. at home. I That's feel like valid. every day is like it's like a simulation. Like I know what I'm doing. Like from like seven to nine. Like I know what I'm doing. It's not anything different. It's okay. You should just maybe try to pursue some like personal hobbies. Mm-hmm. for yourself that's very true I didn't, think, I didn't think about that actually probably should i am watering, watering the plants every day while i try to i mean nice. <laughs> i mean but they're my mom's plants and she like names them like that day and like i forgot the other oh. one's name already so it's like, like i had to talk to them, like an the boss like you know so my mom's like you know say salam <laughs> to the to the plants um yeah and I just go to the masjid that's i don't know it's literally every day i feel like i should do more um yeah but once starts school once school starts then it's a whole different ball game that's for yeah, us. True. That's good that to hear that everyone's kind of you know adulting, chilling. Um, for me right now, last episode I hadn't started med- medical school. Now I started medical school. Yesterday was actually Ooh. first like anatomy and dissection lab. It was actually kind of crazy because I thought I was gonna like pass out and stuff, but it was super dope. So we basically just like opened up the back and like opened all the opened up all the muscles and kind of. It just showed you like the body's there, but obviously like our soul, our like ruh is like with Allah now, you know, like mm-hmm. it's not there anymore, which is kind of like crazy. So our bodies are just like a vesicle or like 
a mode of transport for our um, souls, which is kind of like crazy. Anyway, um, that's been going good. Kind of stressed, but I'm like mm-hmm. privileged to be there. So that's that. Anyone else want to add anything or should we just... For that, just Ishan. So I'm so proud of you. Truly, like, uh, congratulations. Like, thanks, like uh, you're welcome. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Yeah, day one. You, if y'all were there, Moktamar 2018 Parsippany. Shout out to Navigator himself. Bro, that's literally when I first talked to you, too. Yeah. You, me and Hanan. You're like, oh, I want to be pediatrician. You remember? Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, OG, OG times. All right, let's, let's get back on track. Okay, yeah. All right, so today we'll be discussing more about our identity and some of our experiences or thoughts we have as Muslim Indonesians who were raised in and grew up in America. Yeah, Kalsar, you want to speak a little bit more about that and your community that you grew up in in L.A.? Yeah, so um, especially here in L.A., it's very unique, I would say. Um, we're really tightening with the Indonesian community, especially that this community has been grown for at least plus 20 years. Um, I know we started off, actually, the Penangian would always be at the Indonesian embassy. It's funny because with the embassy, you get more privileges to get, you know, you know, the language is majority of the time Bahasa. And then growing up, it's like you see your friends almost every Saturday. That's what we did every Saturday. We had Saturday schools, uh, Penangians. And then obviously, we had like Indonesian, like, uh, Ustads come over, some very famous ones. And then we also had Indofest. So that would be almost every Tujubasa. We would um, rent out the street that the embassy is on. And then we have like the street? a whole. Yeah, it's like, so you have like Indomie uh, stands. You uh, have people saying sate. And then you had like um, Gamalan. You also had kind of this dance. It's, I don't know what's it called. Uh, I don't want to butcher it. But um, that was like almost every summer they would have that. And then the community also encourages to be part of the Pasquibra. I was actually part of that uh, a few years ago, actually, and I was a captain for one of the kind of battalions, and it was it was it was stressful. Um, the way <laughs> practice works, yeah, it was growing up, it was actually really nice. You talked about how the Indonesian community kind of came together in LA, and you know, the the whole blocking out the whole street seems like so much fun, and I'm just like the Midwest could never, and it's not our fault because we're just so spread out, and we don't really have an embassy close to us but that just seems like so amazing I didn't know you guys did that like I think the most we do for Jubasan is just like a party at the park and it's really fun don't get me wrong but like it's just like a little something we put together the community does it's not like a big thing yeah I can definitely attest to what Laika says like so I'm yeah, well, I'm from Wisconsin. Like it's from uh, Ohio. Ohio. Uh, the closest embassy to us, I think, is for her too. Should be Chicago, right? Mm. Growing up, I only so I only moved to Wisconsin in 2010. So before that, we didn't really have like an embassy or Indonesian community. Because I think for culture, it seems as if like the Muslim and the Indonesian community are intertwined. Whereas for us, or specifically me, the Indonesian and Muslim community they were separate. So you had like. Uh, the Indonesian community so in our area most of them are kind of married to you know they're mixed couples and then they don't they're not really Muslim or if they are they don't really practice so there wasn't really a strong sense of like religiosity over there whereas for our Muslim community it's more like you know Desi, Arab and stuff like that so even though we are you know we're Muslim but there's also still that barrier like we have different cultures but we also have a small subset, like the Indonesian Muslim community. I kind of, we kind of joined like the Chicago Pangajian. There was not a lot of kids my age. There was only like two or three. And I maybe saw them like once a month or once every two months. So I didn't have that same like, you know, bond or, 
you know, childhood friends that kind of culture did and uh, kind of wish I had that, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, same here. Um, Most of the Indonesian community here in Columbus, because since we have the Ohio State University, um, <laughs> most of the Indonesian community were just people who would come to get their like master's degree or like higher form of education. And then they would kind of be there for a couple of years with their families and then like go back. So it was very like, people were rotating in and out and so there weren't too many people that were like a constant in for me but those people like so glad that I have them in my life it's a little different out here in the midwest do you think that obviously like the contrast between you know LA versus the midwest do you think that has made you feel like either less Indonesian or more Indonesian or how has it helped with your Indonesian identity what do you guys think I think it's a a double-edged sword I don't know if that's the right term to use but it's kind of like I think the fact that since there are less Indonesians it kind of makes you appreciate it more but then the fact that there aren't a lot it's kind of hard to obviously it's going to be harder if you're not surrounded by as many but then because there aren't as many you appreciate it more you know yeah what about you Mm, I think is since we do have this kind of big community it's like you know some a lot of things a lot of people in LA haven't been able to leave back to Indonesia but we, since we create create this kind of great kampung, you can say where our community <laughs> is, we're just like very, and it's all also because like different uh, ethnic groups. Like you have people from Jawa, you have people from Sunda. It's like you, we all just mesh together. And humbly now, since we have Mashato here, it's even more in a sense like mm-hmm. oh, we have our own space now, so we can be more free. We can do our own stuff. So it is a bit more um, uh, easier to get to it gets to you know, know one another, and then especially. Um, during Ramadan, it's, it gets even more connected. Like you have, everyone eats like Ubrahayam. You have like uh, Tongsen, you have Paso, you have Sat. And then we also have the, uh, we have sort of the Baduk or the Arvinos you know, on the drum that people in Indonesia, we, we have that. And we like do it for every Maghrib when we make a dance. So it's like being in a bigger city and having, this makes it makes it easier to be more connected, connected to the, um, the uh, with Indonesian I did. But at the same time, it also depends per person, I would say. I know some people in LA that are like totally not like they don't really associate with their Indian identity because like maybe they're not too close and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I'd say it's a per, per case per person. But for me, I think it's been a great way of like finding my identity for sure. Yeah, I kind of echo kind of what like I said. Definitely being the only Indonesian, I I felt that I always had to represent Indonesia. You know, like okay, I'm Indonesian. I always love to wear Indonesian soccer jerseys or you know wear batik or whatever. But at the same time, since I wasn't surrounded by people who you know young kids who were Indonesian, I felt like I didn't have anyone to share that kind of connection with, and that's why I was always kind of envious of like AMV people or like LA or like Seattle or like Texas, Dallas, some extent, yeah, uh, New York. Everyone has their Indonesian community. I'm like, dang, I really wish I had that. Because, you know, just everyone, you know, Indonesian, Muslim, it's just like, you vibe so well. That's why, you know, when you go to Muktamar, it's like, ah, second family. It's so good. It's so good. It hits. I kind of wish I had that growing up. But nonetheless, that's why uh, we're here to share and grow. But anyway. Oh, um, I did want to ask, Kautzar, when you said you went to Indonesia for the first time ever in 2018? By yourself. Can I ask why, how that came about? Because it seems a little, uh, a lot, like a lot to do for your first um, time by yourself. It is. um, As like a teenager too. Yeah. I was in 10th grade 
And also, this is also during Ramadan. So it's like, wow. it was it was all in kind of impact. It's, it is kind of personal, but I feel like it's kind of, it should be brought up. But Indonesians in LA, status-wise, is very hard. If that makes sense. If that uh, It's like, a, it's a very big thing. Some people may can go back home to Indonesia easy, so people can't. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm my parents are like, now nah, you should go by yourself, enjoy the experience. And it was, I mean, um, but then when we got to Jakarta, I was like, oh my God, the heat is just way different. And... The feeling back in Indonesia, I felt like it felt, I felt more family, like just the family was just a bit more connected. I feel like, um, cause you know, Indonesia, I think we all, I think it's on like, we all have big families in Indonesia, right? So it's like, you have these cousins, you have these uncles that, you know, that are like really close and then you create this bond. So it's like easier to get the experience of like really, really true, like family. Obviously here you have your family here, but I feel like. You, you understand what your parents are talking about when it comes to family. Because, like, you, our, our parents always talk about, oh, you know, like, the, the how close I are with our cousins. But here in America, we're like, we don't have as much cousins or we don't have any cousins here, right? So it's like, it felt really nice knowing that I have a bigger family, you know, rather than, you know, because, like, people in America, like, oh, they have cousins, uncles all around each other. But, you know, being initials would be different. But, um, yeah. Um, how about you guys? What do you guys feel like? Because you guys gone, go to Indonesia more often. So it's like, he has a bit more of experience than what I have. For me, yeah, I think I've been like really fortunate and lucky enough that almost every year that like I go back to Indonesia and that way I really feel connected to my family and my cousins and also kind of the culture back home because obviously we only know our Indonesian culture from what our parents teach us. But at the same time, you know, there's been a lot of changes since they left Indonesia. So um, through like my college friends and when I'm there, I learn a lot about kind of the you know like the for example like anagau or like using slang words or like whatever but every time that I go home I feel like ah I belong this is my home you know everyone's just like me because like low-key when you're here you're like even though yeah I belong this is home but at the same time it's not home because like the people you know sometimes you don't have the same values same religion or whatnot but not saying in Indonesia everyone's the same but you know most of the time people are you know are Muslim and whatnot and you know everyone going you go to the mall you can go pray at the masala like I just I just loved it Mm -hmm. over there and then um, this trip I was I kind of was thinking like yo what if this kind of off topic but like low what if I like low-key married someone from back home I, I was just like saying that because like I get that I get that like gotta maintain the culture right like what if culture is good? Got to keep my in- kids speaking Indonesian, whatever. Two, like, I feel like people back home have different values than people here. And yeah, I just, I don't know, that's just thought. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, t- I, I totally get you mean. <laughs> um, so I recently came back from Indo after not being there since uh, 2019. So it's been about four years. And so it's been a while, right? And I have to say, no you're definitely right your son when I go there and it's like now that I'm like an adult and I you know I'm I understand what's going on being able to walk around and looking like everyone else and not having to worry about like oh am I gonna get hate crime like I feel like in America and it, it became so um how do I say it became so obvious but when I when I would come back to America, just like how cautious I just like always like on edge. I just like always am constantly walking around because like you kind of have to be. That's just how it is. But then when you're in Indonesia, I feel like I just get such a nice break 
it's like I can walk around and like my mukana and no one's gonna look around look at me weirdly like that's so nice but it's so nice as long as I don't open my mouth and that's that's the thing that has really uh gotten to me this past trip so to get a little personal I am terrible at Indonesian just bad terrible at it okay but it's not my fault and you know I could just be like saying that but I swear it's not my fault okay I'm the youngest of four sisters right by the time I was born everybody was already speaking English in school and then and this is literally what my mom said she said that she she would speak English with us so that she wouldn't lose her English which I think is totally valid that's totally valid you know I get that so it's not my fault right and yet and yet I got so much crap for it growing up I got so much crap for it growing up it was actually really like now thinking about it now it's actually really heartbreaking because I all the times like by the time I realized that my Indonesian was bad and there were times when I was younger when I would like try I would like you know ask what something meant or like ask how to say something and every single time someone they would be like you don't know what that means <laughs> like what why do you why do you not know what that means like how do you not know how to say that and so then I would just shut up like and so I just got really insecure about it and so I would just never I never I stopped trying I stopped trying when I would go to Indo my cousins would speak English with us because they wanted to practice their English and then again I'll like the tantas and ohms would kind of like laugh a little bit at my attempts. It was just like, I just stopped trying for so long until this past summer. It was the first time I was like, I don't care anymore. It took me a long time to like move past that because it's like, I really want to learn. I spent so long, like totally just like giving up and it's not completely my fault. Like if, if I knew how to speak Indo and then I, as when I was younger I just decided to stop that's on me but it was I never do it's not my fault okay it's not my fault and okay I'm gonna I'm gonna say that till I die but now now I'm trying now I'm trying and I finally got over this like insecurity and over the year over the past couple of years every single time I would ask something like oh how do I say this and then my sister would be like you know how to say that I'd be like yeah I don't know how to say that and whose fault is that so tell me what does it mean and you know what it's been working out because this I have to say this past I was only in Indo for two weeks and I probably learned more Indo than the past like 21 years of my life wow just because I finally got over this insecurity and people stopped being mean to me wow could have done this way earlier sorry I just had to get up get that off my chest I can definitely yeah I I feel that like a lot of it or for me personally like obviously I have no siblings so like my parents like I don't have anyone to speak English to because I feel like I see people who have a lot of siblings and they end up just speaking like English to them right so then my parents would just speak Indonesian to me so then in that case I can always like practice it but I guess for me I also kind of had like a not a barrier but every time I would go to I would I would say my Indo is like pretty good and I think my accent's like pretty good it is I would say it's pretty good I would uh, say good. thanks like always having me cool. up thanks, I mean I don't know how how credible my words are but I think it's pretty good but anyway because for example like I'd go to Indo and then I need to make sure I say everything right because if not they'll find they'll figure out that I'm not from here and then whatever whatever so that kind of com- complex like comes in my mind you know what I mean I don't know if you guys ever feel that so that's why 
But this trip, I'm like, I don't care. I'll just say like whatever. Like if I mess up the word or if they don't understand me, I'll just repeat it again. Because sometimes I speak too fast, so they don't understand me. But I feel that like language is language is hard, you know. And if you don't mm-hmm. practice it, like, really hard. It's really easy to lose it. What about you, Katsar? Yeah. No, I would say yeah. Um, I think growing up, actually, my mom, my mom only spoke to me. Or in the household, my mom, I was like, okay, it's majority Indo and Sunda. So it's like, I had to get used to it at home. It's like, it was quite the opposite how, like, like you said, your mom was like trying to speak uh, English so, so she wouldn't lose her um, English. Like, um, I, my mom was quite the opposite. My mom was like, okay, at home, we're only speaking Indonesian or Sunda. And I'm like, I had to get used to it. But it, but it was more like Indo English. It was like, it was back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was able to catch some, um, some of it actually. So, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite funny because, like you said, your your older siblings were like they knew more Indo. It's actually quite opposite. So my older brother doesn't. He was born Indo, but he moved here when he was like really young, and he doesn't know any Indo. Or like I'm like not doesn't oh. know any, but he knows few. And I quite opposite. I actually know a bit more. And it's like I also like watch like Indonesian and sometimes with my parents sometimes. Um, like <laughs> like um, so that's something kind of how I kind of um got into the tone. But also at here in the Indonesian community, like. It's kind of like not a race. It's like who knows Indonesian more? Obviously, the parents yeah. talk to you more or not. So it's like that's one thing here. Um, definitely in LA, like oh, like who's got the best Indo? But at the same time, we're not trying to butcher ourselves. So yeah, I mean, back in Indo, I I definitely feel uh uh, it's like my uncles were like not Rosen, like yo, does he even know anything? I'm like yeah, <laughs> I, I can I I understand Indonesian hundred percent. I just can't like respond to you because I can't like really hold the conversation that well. I really was just back in Indo, I was just really trying to like trying to swallow everything like trying to get, get the culture get the language but yeah i think language is a very i think key thing especially for indonesian i think us growing up but let's all introduce ourselves in indonesian like oh guys please okay no no this this is a safe space it's okay to prep you know oh i don't know if i'm ready for that guy <laughs> all right <laughs> I'll, I'll hello guys selamat datang di video kita hari ini hari ini kita uh, dengan Laika dan Kautsar, uh, nama saya Isan, uh, saya satu uh, host dari video hari ini. Saya dari, tinggal di Wisconsin dan usia saya uh, 23 tahun. Waduh, keren banget. Actually, wow, hold up. Kautsar, you go. Alright, um, selamat sore, uh, nama saya Kautsar Aulia Rahmat. Uh, saya tinggal di Los Angeles, uh, umurnya, umurnya 21 tahun. Jurusannya public policy health, um, bapak, bapak seminggu saya dari orang Cianjur, asli Sunda, um, ya gimana lagi ya, um, Laika, gimana? Oh no, <laughs> I fear this has set me back, I fear this is this is setting me back. <laughs> no, 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 I think it's easy, no, no, no. Just wanted to, you know, bring in some some Indonesian language, you know, it's a good, it's a good way to practice too, you know, sometimes. True. In the future. Well, I'm I'm just gonna say, you guys, that was very good. I appreciate that was good. That was you guys are very good at that. <laughs> good job. Thanks, I'll get there. You get there. No, no worries. You'll get no. there. I do really want to after after being in Indo this past summer, and like I'm entering my adult era, and I'm gonna graduate soon. I think I actually want to work in Indo for a little bit. Mm. Like I realized that. I think that's something I want to do, like legitimately. I think if I told myself that a couple of years ago, I would have been like, that's crazy. Why would you do that? But I think that's something I actually want to do. I also I also agree with that. I think 
I don't think I could live like the rest of my life in Indonesia, but I would love to live there for like maybe a year or two, you know, get the vibes. I love it. What about you, Qatar? I've been thinking about it. So the dream that I want to work as is kind of change up the health system back in Indonesia. That's kind of what I was um, thinking of like, because when I was in Indonesia, um, going to the apotek, going to this like the clinic, I'm like, whoa, the lines are way too long. It's not all this hygiene stuff. It's like not clean. I was like, this, this needs to change. And like, obviously that goes to political. But I feel like my dream is like to make a clinic that's like very, very, not westernized, but it's very professional. It's easy. It's hygiene. It gets clean, all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of the dream. And I probably want to retire in Indonesia. I feel like, not gonna lie, you know, you can have like, I think of like a villa in the, in the Punchak in the mountains, you know, overlooking oh like God. the rice fields. That's kind of the dream Wait, I have. You in might my be head. onto something. You might be onto something there. Yeah, it's just, just I think retiring in Indonesia is just nice, right? It's just hey, like, yeah, Punchak is really nice too. If someone were to ask you, oh, I think this is a litmus test for, I mean, me, per, like me personally, when someone asks you, where are you from? How do you guys mm. respond? Um, let's see. Okay. I, whenever they ask me that, I know they actually mean what ethnicity you're from. And so, you know, a part of me wants to be a little petty and just be like America, but I also don't know if I can do that. So usually I'm just like, oh, my ethnicity is Indonesian. Like I make sure to say like my ethnicity is Indonesian, but I'm from like Ohio. I was born in Ohio. Usually that's what I say. Okay, okay. What about you, Kautzer? I would say, oh, I would say I'm born in LA, but I'm Indonesian straight away. It's like I'm born in LA for sure, but I'm not American white. I'm a little American by identity, but like I'm Indonesian, like as the blood. Like that makes legally, sense. I'm American. Yes. But... <laughs> like my heart is Meraputi. It's like all, all my heart is there. Dang. Yeah. So for me. <laughs> I, if people ask me like oh where are you from I say like oh yeah I'm Indonesian but then obviously I grew up in the U.S. because I don't maybe it's also because I was born in Indo and I also have still have an Indonesian citizenship so it's like on passport on everything still 100% Indonesian you know what I'm saying but anyway um, given that I guess for like and I we've, we've grown up in like the Midwest surrounded by not a lot of Indos or maybe Muslims to that extent um, how do you feel like you maintain or or have you found it like difficult to maintain kind of your Indonesian identity or like identity as a Muslim? Okay, it's a little hard just because how I maintain my Indonesian identity is pretty different to how I maintain my Muslim. Like those are those are like two yeah. kind of different questions, I would say. Okay. Um, but I guess how I mean, how I try to maintain my Indonesian identity. And honestly, it seems very not shallow, but like like I try to wear batik every now and then or I try to listen to Indonesian music I've actually been getting into a lot of like Indonesian folk music just because like I think it's fun to sing especially with my mom because we both really love to sing so what that's kind of how I've been doing it but like it doesn't feel like enough but I don't really know what else to do what about your father exactly I think I copy what like I said I think yeah I just try to wear but I think once in a while um listen to Indonesian music and then especially if uh if I have friends over like hey, hey like you guys want some nasi goreng because like I have nasi goreng packet I'm like all right, I'm gonna make some right now if you guys want to <laughs> just like just like initially hey like you know like I eat Indonesian food and that kind of stuff um and then for Juma I tend not to wear regular clothes I wear it to baju koko and I was whoa like like people like well that's like nice, nice design like, where's that from like it's from Indonesia like I just wear it every like every Juma or every time I go to the mosque like, just wearing baju koko just like as a way to kind of initiate something like to show hey like you know 
you don't like it like you don't have to wear thobes and that's not going to the mosque like you can wear like magical which is very like an Indonesian thing as well right because I feel like I mean, if you have your initial like you have your couple thobes in Indonesia but, like I think magical is very and oh sarung I always try to tell people like you know like <laughs> my like sarung is life for me like it's like you you can do whatever you with it. you can sleep with it you can obviously it's a lot of things but I like to like just represent that a lot um yeah, that's probably, like I said, as for that, trying to keep my Indonesian identity. Yeah, I think I agree with everyone and have echo what everyone has said. Like, for me, I think music is a really big thing, um, especially Indonesian music. Even though, like, the words are kind of, like, formal and sometimes you don't really use those in day-to-day life, I just like to listen and kind of translate the lyrics and see what they mean. But also, this is kind of weird. One thing that I do, for example, if I'm in the shower or just doing whatever, I'll just, like, start speaking Indonesian. Like, try to figure out a sentence I want to say and just try to say it because I do that in Spanish too because if not like I'll forget so that's mm-hmm. that's one way that I found that I kind of like kind of maintain the language and third like when I was in college um, I was so fortunate to be involved in like Formias, which is like the Indonesian student organization on each campus and I had the opportunity to like lead it and you know having that community of Indonesians like from Indonesia, like they taught me a lot about, you know, Indonesian culture, um, kind of what's in what's on trend and whatnot. And through that, I've I've had a really big connection and increased um, I don't know, feeling of Indone- being Indonesian, like when I hang out with them. That's really nice. Also, trilingual king, nice. Hey, hey, hey low key, look, Polly got low key what? No, I'm po- polyglot, polyglot. <laughs> it's like way more. It's like seven. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but um i like to ask my non-muslim friends even my muslim friends sometimes i like to ask them where they think i'm from Mm -hmm. and it's always some like arab country and i'm just like i look asian and it's kind of crazy to me so then i i i always say this like all the time i'm like actually fun fact indonesia has the largest muslim population Yes, that's, that's true. I, that's say, true. I literally say that to like yes. everybody I meet. <laughs> ah. So yeah, to, I just gotta bring up that factoid, you know, if they forget, because like, we're because yeah, they be forgetting. I, for me, like I remember, like I went to the, I think I've said this before, like I went to the masjid before, and then obviously this first time going to the masjid, and then this guy, I asked him what time is like the Jamaat prayer, you know, like what time do you guys pray like every day, whatever, and then he was like, oh, actually, like yeah, Muslims like we pray five times a day. And I was like, I know that. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, this app that be like, you know, and I was like, oh, I know that. And then I basically said like, oh, and then he asked me what's my name. And then I said like, you know, <laughs> this is also me kind of or code switching, whatever. But like, you know, I said, Ihsan, you know, sort of you, like. Yeah, you got to Ihsan, like you got to gotta put that hat in there. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, I said that he's like, oh, wow, mashallah, beautiful name, whatever. And then he said, where am I? Where am I from? And I said, Indonesia. I said, oh, nice. And then I told him like, yeah, I was born Muslim, whatever. But. Every time I go to like a new masjid where we're like, there's not a lot of Indonesians. I always feel like I have to prove myself to yeah. show them Muslim. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my, it, it's a complex that we should not have. But yeah, I don't know why, because like why that happens. But so that's why I always get so self-conscious. It's so funny. Because like when I'm around Indo people, I'm like, assalamu alaikum. But then when I'm around non-Indo people, I'm like, assalamu alaikum. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Exactly. yes but yeah i think as indonesian americans yeah obviously we we occupy kind of like that unique space of like asian and muslim and 
yeah, it's very it's very unique identity. I'm proud to be it. What are you called, sir? Exactly. It was like not, but it's like you're just always being looked at every time, especially at the mosque. And then they're like, um, are you Chinese? Like, no, they always get the, the country wrong. I'm like, yo, guys, like totally no, wrong. Just you, guys ask. Get... you don't have to guess, just ask. I know, like literally the MSA friends say, like, hey, are you Chinese? I'm like, all right, guys, I'm not, I'm not. And then like they hear my name, like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> nah, it's it, oh, oh especially the MSA, when you're not Arab or Desi, it's very hard to kind of get in. Yes. I would say that's kind of something I experienced first, like when when I was back on campus, it was like, oh, and if you're not, because the clicks are very much like connected. And like, I was like, wow, like, how am I going to get in? Um, that's the thing, like literally the first two minutes, I was literally nervous. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go in and sit down and then just be, try to like, just be Muslim. And then, you know, <laughs> and then somehow the RIT, like, yeah, he's like, he's Muslim enough to like get into Whoa. conversation. Right. But um, it was, there was like a couple of brothers that were like there. That's why the MSA, you have like, really good people like there's a marshal that really good good brothers and sisters like two brothers came up and from there on like it just became much easier and that's why like i would say my muslim identity in, in uh my college was like predominant because like the msa brothers were like really really like connected and then well the masjid being close by as well but yeah just going back to like you know being msa like it's like i tell this one msa friends like hey guys i'm, I'm happy to be like friends with you guys because the first day it's really hard so like even like because even when you're sitting down, everyone's looking at you because like you're not brown, you're not Desi, you're not Adam, you're not you don't you're not saying if I had like like every like once you have like two brothers like two brothers that come up like I'm like I'm, I'm happy like it's it's yeah. really it's really nice. But wait, I have a question. Yeah. Um, I've talked about this with Hanan before, but do you consider Indonesians and like Southeast Asians brown? Ooh, I think we're brown. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly. I think so too. If we're not brown, then what are we then? Yellow. I don't know. Because, <laughs> okay, let me tell a little story. When I was in high school at our MSA, we played, people call it different things, like you're in the mix or like where the wind blows, where like you're like in a circle and there's someone in the middle and they ask a question that like pertains to themselves. And if it also pertains to you, you have to like move a stiff to a different spot, right? And someone did, you're in the mix if you're brown. And for a split second, I was like, do I get up? And then I was like, yeah, I will get up, right? And then I got up and I sat down and I had people looking at me like weirdly. And I was like, I'm brown yellow. And I was like, that's actually so true. Brown yellow. That's literally what we are. South and East Asian. Come on. Like, okay, I know like there's a lot of different skin tones in Indo, but that could go, that that's literally the same. That could go for the same for a lot of different cultures. But like, have you, my dad is literally brown. I am very tan. Like so, that's that's my opinion. Brown, yellow. Because I f- I feel like within Muslim communities or within I guess I don't say Indonesian, but I maybe immigrant communities. When you say brown, you think of Desi right away, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're still like I said, if we're not brown, then what are we? I'm not white. Not white, exactly. So gotta find the group somewhere. And yeah, that, that was a good question though, because like all my Desi friends or Pakistan, they'd be like, yeah, brown boys or whatever. I'd be like, yeah, I'm a brown boy too. You know. <laughs> That's a good point. What about you, Kasar? I just, I just similarly with the with the Desi brothers, like I just go into the lingo, like just trying to like mix in, trying to like fit in with the <laughs> with the brothers and that kind of stuff. And like, you know, it's like funny because like it's like all brown guys. There's one short Asian kid. Like, how does that work? They're like, how? Like, that's literally like they're like, it's kind of weird, but like that's the way it goes. I mean, it's like that's why. Yeah, just trying to fit in is really interesting, especially with the skin tone. It's very, very like when it comes to like, yeah, especially Im- yeah. immigrants, like like you said, immigrant like communities, like it is very big. Cause like especially in LA, when you have like 
I live in Korea town. You have a little bit of Bangladesh. Just like there's, you can see like the skin tone or like the the color. Like it's just really different. And they're like, where do I fit in? Like I don't really fit with the Koreans. I don't fit with the Desis. You just try to just fit in right in the middle and just try to be friends with all of them. But yeah, you guys feel like so we kind of talked about like the college experience and whatnot. Do you guys feel like you align more with like the MSA or, for example, like the Asian Student Union or the Asian American organization on campus? Oh, that's hard. Um, honestly, I feel like I allied more with the MSA because it's just like a fact. What people see first is my hijab, like me as someone who wears a hijab. And so and like I know when people first see like non-Muslim people, they see me, they think I'm not Asian. So honestly, when I go to like uh when I go to like the Filipino Student Association with like my friend, or like, you know, we just like try out different orgs, right? I always feel like I kind of have to prove that I'm Asian mm. rather than like because like I know you guys are talking about how you have to like kind of prove that you're Muslim sometimes, but like I feel like I have to prove that I'm Asian. What are your thoughts there? Um, we don't really have from us on my campus because I would say UCR is very it have it's probably not attracted a lot of Indonesians outside of like America. But it's funny because it, within like the like Soka community, that's where majority of the Indonesians are. But we're not really connected, which is kind of really sad. So I I usually just connect with the uh with the with MSA and then um embracing my asianness um since i live with like non-muslims in my dorm um majority of it was all asians like they all knew that like, okay i look like one of them so like they accepted <laughs> it right away and like well my not well, my, my, my other roommate was um was a, was a latino but um so it's like feel, getting the asian um identity was kind of easy because ucr is like, like i was saying like eight, like seven percent like majority asian you know your vietnamese your filipinos you have your ties and stuff so it's like getting the Asianness was like easy, but then trying to get the Muslim identity was kind of a struggle in the beginning, especially with um, yeah, trying to fit in the MSN as well, especially living away from parents um in a dorm, especially trying to be Muslim in the dorm was kind of a struggle. That, like was something I was like before, like my first year, first year was on, was online. I was like, okay, I'm trying to, how do I be Muslim on campus? Like no one gave me the kind of manuscript like how do I do that? But yeah, mm-hmm. I would that's why I would say the MSA really kind of helped me with that in general. No, I agree with you guys because I feel like in both spaces, low-key, I don't know if it's just a mind game, but in both spaces, I feel like I have to prove myself, like Asian space and Mm. Muslim space. Like I already touched on the Muslim space, but in the Asian space, like for example, I'm not, maybe personally, I don't really like anime. Obviously, we don't drink. Obviously, I mean, one thing, I like boba. Food, kind of good, but obviously we don't eat pork, so there's a lot of pork in that stuff. Oh my. So it's kind of like a crossroads because, like like you said, like visibly, we're like, visibly we're Asian, but at the same time, my value, I feel like our values are more Islamic and like they uh, align more with like the Muslim, like MSA. So that's why I always found myself gravitating mm-hmm. towards the MSA than um, like the Asian Student Union. But yeah, it's really, it's an interesting topic. <laughs> It is. Um, we're like kind of veering on this, but can we talk about like colorism within our culture? I just wanted to bring it up because like in terms of like whether we are brown, if we're talking about like liter- like literally the color of our skin, I honestly think that my experience East side and cut side, you guys are a little on the paler side. Like that's just like I'm assuming that's why a lot of people also assume that you're like East Asian right and I actually really whenever I go to Indo I like to purposely tan 
because I'm like, I am a tan person. I want people to see that I am like brown. <laughs> and so that's just kind of how I view that. So I don't know how it is for you guys. Okay, just kind of touching on beauty standards and stuff like that. But obviously yeah. in, in America, people want to be tan. In Indonesia, people want to be white. Oh, yeah. And my family are like, so my dad's like really white. Like, and then that's obviously an Indonesian community. Like you, you're white. People see you as like, oh, wow, you're maybe come from like status or something like that because mm-hmm. you don't have to outside. Yeah. And even my aunt, like I love her. Every time she goes outside, um, she, she'll try to limit her time outside because she wants to maintain her like, you know, skin tone and whatnot. But I think that it's interesting because obviously in Indonesia, like, based on like where you live, like obviously everyone has like a different skin tone and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, people are always like, oh, you're like light skin and or whatever. Um, but I don't know why kind of talk, this is like a lot, but Indonesians like they always be like saying like the random and stuff like, oh yeah, you're like darker than you are usual. Oh, you're kind of like fatter than yeah. you are usual, you know? Yeah. Like, don't really care. I mean, maybe they care, but they don't say anything. But in Indonesia, they feel like people feel the need to say that stuff in my head. And I'm like, oh, if I go outside right now, if I don't wear sunscreen, I'm going to burn and whatever, whatever, I'm going to be darker, which it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. That's how yeah. like I feel because like it's been ingrained and then people always like bring it up. But yeah, that's that's my take on it. No, yeah. you're actually like a month ago, like when you was like, oh, gosh, you're gurus. I'm like, like, I didn't even see that myself. It's like, you know, you have to like bring it up in front of like the whole musket, like literally, like <laughs> we're eating it. Like, are you gurus? Are you getting same weight? I'm like, well, that's something I should kind of, you know, like I should know myself and I should probably keep that to myself right but like they say it out loud right and like yeah so it's like they they say things especially with those kind of things like it should be be more personal they should like just keep themselves especially because you know some people might take it a bit too serious right but it's like it's interesting that like our niche community or the culture is like very boisterous like they say their opinions out loud and like it that kind of affects a lot of people's like connection with like with the niche like oh like I don't like the niche community because like they're very um Mm. They're very uh, subjective, very judgmental. Like, oh, you're not, you're not Tunisian. Oh, you're wearing this and that. You know, you're not too Muslims. Like, Indonesian. That's the thing about Loki yeah. living with the Indonesian community here. It's drama mm-hmm. or any of that kind of stuff, guys. It's maybe it's a blessing <laughs> in disguise because like the drama goes crazy. You know, WhatsApp. Oh, oh, it's crazy. But in general, like going back, it's like I think the judgmental culture in Indonesia is very something like I don't probably. It's kind of sad, but it it's kind of ingrained. Okay, kind of touching on that. Why do you think that is? Because like, obviously, you know, I feel like Asians in general, obviously, we're really family oriented. Like, you know, our parents don't want to move up, don't want us to move out of the house, you know, they'll support us in a lot of rounds, we get married and whatnot. But at the same time, they say those things that like affect us, like that are, maybe they don't see it as mean, but obviously, they subconsciously weigh on us. Why do you guys think that is? Honestly, I think like, obviously, it's not good. And I think we should all strive to not do that to our kids, to Mm -hmm. our community. But I think it all at its core is just about wanting the best for your your kid or your relative or whoever. Like it's like you should be this best image of yourself so that you can pursue this best version of your life. But it's like I don't think they realize that you don't have to be this specific image anymore to do that. But you think so. it comes from a place of like sincerity and like Honestly, I, I think it does. I'm, I'm, I'd like to think that. Obviously, it comes off like the opposite. It 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 affects you like in the opposite manner, <laughs> makes you insecure about yourself. But I mean, just different. And I think it's better for us to kind of 
try to understand their perspective but then also be like aware of like because like we can choose how we like react to it and how we like view it you know what I mean Mm. I would say it goes all the way back to the way they grew up, Magnesia, the culture that was over there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can say for that, maybe it's a bit more competitive. Like you need to be like this. If not, you're not going to win the race. You know, because like Indonesia, it's either you're really high or really low. It isn't really mm-hmm. a middle and the middle is very, yeah. it's like very less. So it's like you do what you can to get up the pyramid. I feel like, and like you need to be the standard or at least the parents think because like that's the way it works and it's like not going to change right but at least that's what the people in Indonesia think right America's quite different right it's been like you do your own thing you build yourself character I mean it's just like you need to be like this because that's how my grandfather was or that's how our family should be right because I mean, that's it's kind of tough um that's why going back to Indonesia like when I was there it was, it was more of a life-changing experience I was like wow like people live people live different here like and I was thinking when I was with my grandparents I was like wow like they um they're not too materialistic. They can like like just have ikan and like chicken the whole week, and they're still smiling. Like bro, like I'm trying to be like that here in America. I'm like the opposite. I'm like I need to know what I'm eating because like I'm stressing. Like I'm like, but yeah, it's like the culture gap. It's like it's really different, right? And it's like mm-hmm. that kind of judgmental thing really comes. I think also probably maybe I'm stretching. Maybe it comes back. Maybe it comes like from I would say the colonial times because like maybe the best oh, people yeah. are like the Indonesians that were with the Dutch and they're like oh and like the landlords and all the kampung people like oh that's one way to get up there's literally just you know assimilating or like going up there right no yeah like I think like the base of like colorism for a lot of cultures is the the western colonial beauty standard like Mm -hmm. and it's not fair because we are not from the west so why do we have to adhere to those beauty standards facts for me, I agree with what everyone says, but I think that it comes, it kind of go, ties, goes back to like the stark contrast between American culture and then Indonesian culture when it comes to just like social interactions. I feel in the US, like people are like, you do whatever, I'm gonna do whatever. Like, I don't care what you do. You don't care what I do. Everyone's separate business. In Indonesia, I feel like everyone's trying to figure out like, what is the other person doing? You know, how many kids does this person have? How much money do they make? This, this, and that. So they're always trying to like kind of belittle you to kind of bring themselves up. That's what I feel like. Like, oh, you like gain some weight, or oh, like you look darker. And then they just trying to they're trying to pick out parts of yourself. They're trying to not impulse, like force themselves on their on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like kind of projecting. Oh, projecting. Yes. yes. Yeah. But yeah. It's crazy. I've never thought about this before. This is actually really like deep. This, uh, <laughs> I think about it a lot. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. So we we just talked about like the differences between like Indonesian culture versus like American culture in quotation marks. Um, and then like this like gap between our parents and us. What do you think are the th- types of things that we would pass on to like our kids? in terms of like Indonesian culture I guess first I mean inshallah we all have kids you know I mean inshallah Allah if you want kids you know good and whatever um (laughs) secondly I think for me one thing that's really important is the language um and two kind of the sense of community because wherever Indonesians are they find each other and which is so true it can be in like Wyoming, Montana, doesn't matter. I mean, if there are Indonesians, they'll find a way to find each other, which is like mm-hmm. absolutely crazy. And I think that sense of community is really, obviously it can go both ways, but 
um, it's good because, you know, you'll always have people to kind of lean back on, like you guys, like we all live in like different places, but I know like if I call Eka or I call like Zahra, call Kautzar, like they got my back and, you know, vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I think the sense of community is really strong in the Indonesian community. So that's what I would pass on. Oh man, I wish Hanan was on this episode because we actually had a very in-depth conversation about this. Um, we talked about how there are obviously there are things that we could pass on, like making my kids wear a batik sometimes, or listening to Indo music, or you know, making Indo food. But she talked about how there are also just these like very core Indonesian values that we all just like have adopted that are probably more important than like these other not shallow but like more like I don't know what another term but just like not it's not like deep ingrained into like our value system like when we go to someone's house we bring them food or like we what is what what are some other examples of that like these like just like very Indonesian values that we have not wanting to overdo it or ask for too much, right? You're like, oh, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. For example, if you say, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. You don't want to burden other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's another example. If they're thinking. Oh, yeah. We host total strangers. Oh my God. Wait, yeah. Isa, when you talked about how like Indos be fighting each other, if you're Indo, like <laughs> you're the ha- you're at my house. You're eating the- my food. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're always I don't even, I just met you today. Like, uh, I think that's a, I think that's, that's a good one. And I think that is honestly maybe, more important than like the I don't think, shallow is not a good word because I still think that they're important but like no I I, I agree with you I feel like those things are just surface level super, exactly like food like okay yeah how does food is very important right but that's not like it doesn't define you as a person it doesn't show it doesn't shape the way you act or feel <laughs> stuff like that but those values that you talked about they'll yeah you, act you and- can always learn how to cook but some of these things are like they're just they have been ingrained in us from the from day one and would be significantly harder to develop yes 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 i think what's unique about being indonesian muslims i feel like i've heard from other muslims like the adab the good manners of like indonesians are like quite it's like higher than quite other people like in here and like in the community it's like if we're having food like bananjian it's like we're we like we hey like you know come eat like with the broken english like eat with us right it's like i feel like that's something that we don't realize like I, it's hard to say this. I'm like, one thing I would bring is probably like the Indonesian Islam that makes sense. I feel like it's quite different from like, they're a bit more classic that makes sense. They're much more hard. But like Indonesian people are so laid back. It's like so accepting, so easy to be like an Indonesian Muslim. It's like, you know, like that's why I feel like that's one thing that I would probably bring up my kids. Like, be, like I don't explain. I don't even know it at all. Like I'm still learning. Like mm-hmm. what is in like the Indonesian Muslim culture? Like I'm still learning, but I feel like the adab, the good manners that we like to get like um from our something I do want to bring up. I would say that uh, good manners um, and as well this, this like Indonesian Islam is like very unique and like I'm proud to be like that. But, Me too. Me too. Yeah. Facts. I always say like I hope to raise my kids like my parents raised me. I'm sure I don't know if you guys feel that same way. Cause, oh yeah, definitely. Me so, too. Like, religiousness like obviously um, or what I've seen from compared to my other friends like their parents will like call them out for every single little thing whereas like my parents are like or I feel like maybe Indonesian Muslims in general, they'll be like, you know, yeah, everyone makes mistakes. And then like, they're not too by the book or not, but it's not to say that they're strict on certain things, but they're laid back on others, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that there's always like give and take. And they also understand like, they can't kind of force like Islam 
uh, on us in a way that they were kind of back home maybe because like obviously we're in the US and it's like different. But I think that Indonesian Muslims, they have a good amount. Yeah, we're, we're santai. Yeah, that's facts. <laughs> it's kind of like wrapping things up. Do you guys have any advice for the Indonesian American diaspora here in the US? What advice do you have for them to stay connected to you know, maybe their Islam or um, Indonesia? Probably just just full send it in both like your Islam and your culture. Like you don't have to be ashamed of either one. And if it's important to you, then like you don't have to hide it. I guess that's just what I would say. Yeah, I would say I agree with like about that because I feel like always can be a whole different topic, but Islam and Indonesia have history. They coexist with each other. Like I feel like one thing is probably talking to your parents. I feel like a lot of people we lack mm. that the idea of coming up to our parents. That's so true. We're like yeah. we're so nervous. We're like I don't I don't have a good connection. I think we need to just jumpstart it. Just talk to your parents. Like hey, how was it growing up? And yada yada yada. Well, that's a really good one, Kalsar, actually. Just talk to your parents. That's so true. Yeah. Because, they, you know, they lived all their life there. And, like, you know, like, they have majority of this stuff there. And, like, you, you, can, you can also trade. Like, you teach them about Western culture. They teach you about Indonesian culture. It's like, and then that's, like, you just create camaraderie. You create family. That's, mm-hmm. I think, how, maybe a, that's something I would say. That's, I, I was going to say that too, Kalsar. I was going to say, like, <laughs> ask your parents. Like, I always ask my parents about, like, everything about, like, Indonesia and whatnot. And another advice is kind of, Come to Muktamar, you know. Shout out. I better see y'all in. <laughs> Follow MCU. That was good. That was good. That was really good. I know it's like, obviously, we're we're also like you guys. Um, we grew up here, but we're all in this together to kind of maintain our Indonesian uh, culture. I guess one thing is, I guess we, all, we kind of touched about it too. Kind of, you know, trying to listen to Indonesian music or watch Indonesian movies. Because even from a movie, even though you might not understand it like fully, you'll pick up on like small subtleties that... Um, are prevalent within the Indonesian culture and that'll teach you more about it. And yeah, this was a really good discussion, guys. I, this is really it was, good. It was. Yeah, any last words or final remark? I just hope that our kids, inshallah, will feel a sense of attachment to Indonesian culture and like Islam as well. Mm. As much as we do, or inshallah, even more. So... I mean, yeah. Qatar, anything you'd like to say? Hopefully, their hearts are just meraputi all the way. That the garuda sticks inside them. Does that make sense? Like the garuda. What's the, what's the term? Garuda di dadakamu. That makes sense. Um, but I'm, thank you guys so much for inviting me to the podcast. I think this is. Uh, I'm actually having really fun. I push, I think we can go more and more in depth about it. But I think we should probably save for another day, maybe in for the future. But yeah, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Asante. You like it. Thank you. TED Talks. Thank you, MCU in general. You guys have been amazing. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me on this. It was awesome to have you, Kathar. And shout out Laika. Shout out all the co-hosts. Shout out Zahar. Shout out Imsa. Um, <laughs> hopefully, you guys are all proud to be Indonesian. Don't be ashamed, you know, because you have a really unique culture and uh, that we should be proud of. So that's it for us today, folks. Uh, we'll, inshallah, we'll see you guys at the next episode. Assalamu alaikum. Waalaikum. Waalaikum.